Hey kids, this is me, I see we're about to come back to another it's an exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're going to open some DC cards. We're going to talk more about this amazing food cube discovery. We're going to talk about some flea market stuff I got and all other cool things like that. But until we hit that moment, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OK IC Robot, I am on the tech 12 this is one time for your mind. The world's famous IC Robots show. As we check in, IC Robots is in his laboratory working on a cure for food cube madness. Oh, hey guys, this is me, IC Robots. I'm, I'm in the lab right now. I'm hard at work, dude. I have been, I spent this last week just like in here cranking away, trying to figure out if there's something I could do to stop this uh, food cube mania. I'm not like, I'm not a scientist by any stretch, but I am, am familiar with the stuff and what happened in 1985. If you guys. If you guys don't remember, I've had a few people reach out to me and, and they told me like they don't necessarily remember this stuff. It was it was like this food product that came out in 1985. They found it coming through the earth. It was like bubbling up through various little like imagine like the uh, the Beverly Hillbillies and how the Clampets found the oil coming out of the ground. It was coming out like that, but it was like it was like this white goo. And this company put it into uh, containers and started selling it as something called the stuff. And it it was highly addictive. It turned people into zombies. It turned them into maniacs, and eventually it was outlawed. But I, I thought we'd seen the end of it. But I guess uh, Pooptronics has brought it back and is putting it into their food cubes, and people are people are getting hooked. Listen, listen to this really quick. Here's another uh, FDA um, warning about the stuff. This might explain things a little uh, better. The stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It is addictive and destructive. It can overcome your mind and take over your body, and nothing can stop it. Before we get uh, before we get too deep into this, I got to send a big shout out to Earl Green. He tweeted me the other week, and he warned me that this might be the stuff, and I I didn't I didn't think that that could possibly be true because it was so bad back in '85. So many people died, so many people went insane that I just I couldn't imagine that anybody would go back to this. But I I guess they did. So shout out to uh, Earl Green from TheLogbook.com. The the creator of Mini Grada uh, podcast, uh, Daily Sci Five, all kinds of stuff. He's a really great guy, a really smart dude, and he was onto this way before me. So I got to give it up to him for that. I I've had a couple small breakthroughs. I got I got a couple samples of the uh, stuff that I've been able to absorb out of the few uh, food cubes, and I I managed to kill them with a few different compounds I've made. But I still haven't found anything that like a human being would be able to take and counteract the effects because we got to find a way to help people. We got to find a way to stop them. I, at some point I'm going to take this to the FDA, but I, I, I need to have more evidence before I move in that direction. But, uh, until then I, I'm just going to keep cranking away, but why don't we, why don't we take a break from this? We all need a break. Let me take a break. We're going to open up some cards. Let's, uh, let's move forward a bit. Let's return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. DC. Incredible. Action. Astonishing. Adventure. The coolest heroes. The bravest heroines. 
and the most outrageous goal for TV in the universe. Freedom and love them. Hey, this is me, Azzy Robots, and we are back for another uh, another super exciting, super fun segment uh, entitled Weird Trading Cards. This one is another another two packs from my guy, Esqualito. You can find him out on the tweets. He's a good pal of the show. Good pal of mine. Good dude all around. Arcade collector. Arcade renovator guy like that. But um, he sent me some more cards, and I'm going to open up here in the show. What we have today is a series called DC Firepower Outburst. I remember seeing cards like this. Not these particular cards necessarily, but like all these kind of like fancy foil covered cards and things of that sort. These came out in, let's see, 1996. They were put out by Fleer. Uh, Fleer was like a baseball card company that put out various, various this and that's over the years. Each pack has seven trading cards. That was, that was another thing that was kind of big in the trading card game. At first, it was like you get like 15, 16 cards in a pack, but that was when... That was when Topps was putting out cards on, like, uh, cardboard. Just, like, straight-up cardboard with only one side being glossy, the other side being, like, being, like, just straight-up cardboard with ink on it. But once they started moving into, like, fancier cards, cooler cards, more interesting cards, they they did sort of scamp on the amount of cards in the pack. Let's, uh, let's see what we You've can got find out as far as the... The various checklists and things. I did a little research before we got onto this, and I found that you can get like a whole set of these for for only like $25, $30 if you if you shop around. They they go for like five, six uh dollars a pack on the uh on the online. Let's uh let's see. There are 80 cards in the set. I'm trying to find, let's see, here is we're on nonsportrealm.com, uh, and there are, in effect, a bunch of different cards. Each ones are, like, of the various DC characters and such. Let's let's just skip ahead and pop one open. I don't really think there's any, like, super gems in the entirety of the set, but uh, they all go for, like, 10, 15, 20 cents per. There are some, like, hologram cards and things like that, like chase cards that... That go for more. I used the Vidal Sassoon scissors to get into these. They're kind of stuck together, just, just due to age. So let me um, let me kind of pop those apart a little bit. I hope that none of these are getting, getting damaged. The first one that we have here is Nightwing, and on the back of the card, they have like different stats and things. I guess, I guess there might be some kind of a game involved with this. But it, uh, this is the era when Nightwing had like a ponytail. Very sad time for him. Born, born and raised as part of a circus trapeze act, Nightwing was a swing on a wire before he could walk. He's had nearly 20 years of experience with Batman as his mentor. I do kind of, I do sometimes kind of feel bad for Nightwing because there have been times when he's like stepped into the mantle of Batman. But like by and large, he should have replaced Bruce a long time ago. And I know that's not really like his biggest ambition, but I also feel that like his ambition has been kind of squashed by, by Bruce just kind of not stepping aside when he should have stepped aside. He's made it kind of an issue, but, um, we should have seen more from Nightwing over the years. Yeah, he's on a TV show right now. He's on Titans. Titans on uh, HBO Max, which I think is really, really good. If you're not watching that, I highly recommend it. Season one, pretty good. Season two, even better. Season three, I'm only like four or five uh, in right now. I watch like one per week. I stick to a, I stick to that kind of a schedule. We watch it on Fridays. But I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's pretty great. Then we have Catwoman. This is the Catwoman in the purple. It says, the best cat burglar in the business. Independent as a feline, Catwoman's Cat09 Tales has humbled many a better armed foe. 
she's one slinky lady. That's that's pretty cool. Nice picture over here on the front. I do like it. Uh, I I like how uh, it says outburst across the top, and it's kind of kind of squished into there. Then we got the Flash, the Flash, formerly sidekick of the legendary Barry Allen. This is Wally West. Wally West moves so fast that no object can stand in his way. He can vibrate his molecules to pass through solids or let them pass through him. The Flash is cool. I've never, I've never been like a giant Flash head or anything. I did watch the, uh, the CW Flash show and I thought that Grant Gustin was a pretty good Flash, but he was Barry. Wally was played by somebody else, but uh, Wally left the show fairly early. I remember the whole era when they had Wally West replace. Um, replace Barry Allen. That was when I was heavily in the comics, and I think that for a lot of people coming up, Wally West is their Flash, and I I don't know how much I would have supported bringing Barry Allen back, but they have done that in effect. Then we have a Maximum Firepower Wonder Woman. This must be some kind of a card game, because it says down for the count. The heroes are running out of time, with every minute Paralas' experiment moves closer to completion. Wonder Woman's lasso of truth forces a drone to reveal the route. To the villain's lair. Looks like on the front she's tying up a, a drone there. Let's see. Then we got Batman. The greatest of all Batman. Final name Batman. Simply the best. Mastery of a dozen martial arts coupled with superb fitness and a brilliant mind. Enables him to defeat enemies many times more powerful than he is. Batman is one of the top heroes. He will always be one of the top heroes. There's no there's no questioning that. Right now we're waiting on the, uh, on the Rob Pattinson. Batman movie, which I got to admit, I'm looking forward to. I've heard from people who've seen it on the online that the movie is like a straight up horror movie. They say it's scary. It's terrifying. They also say it has a runtime of close to three hours. I don't know how I feel about that. But then uh, up next, we have Black Adam. Black Adam's going to be in a movie, too. He's going to be played by The Rock. He's sort of an evil version of Shazam. It says, Captain Marvel's evil antithesis. Black Adam used to be a cruel tyrant. Now he uses his dark sorcery in our times. He's as powerful as Shazam, but he has no morals. He's all evil. I'm looking forward to that, too. I thought the first Shazam movie was pretty fun. Adding The Rock to it is going to make it even more fun. Then we have Hawkman from, uh, let's see, from Thanagar. Alien human hybrid from Thanagar. Ex-cop, ex-ambassador, current crime fighter. Equipped with futuristic anti-gravity technology and artificial wings. He's a fierce warrior who prefers Earth weapons. You know... Over the years, they've tried to push Hawkeye, Hawkman rather, they've pushed him, they've de-pushed him, they killed him, they brought him back to life, and he's never really caught on with people like you would have thought a dude with, uh, with wings were. I myself, I think the fact that he doesn't wear a shirt has something to do with his success. Nobody wants to see, uh, super nips out there. We've just opened the second pack. These ones are really stuck together. A couple of the cards have already been ruined in the, uh... You can hear him, like, coming apart. The severe uh, water damage on these, which is odd because the cards are, they're packed in plastic and there's no way water could have gotten in. I guess, like, over the years, the ink has just rotted. But let's see, first we got Robin. This is, is this, this is Tim Drake, I'm assuming. After the Joker killed the second Robin, Batman vowed he'd never work with a, a partner again. But Tim Drake used his skill and convinced him. Batman's a psycho. Then you have another Batman card, different picture here. And this one, he's like trapped under a building, saving somebody. Oh, this is, uh, let's see. No man appreciates the value of human life more than Batman. That's great. I I can I can see how he does because he, he never even like, he never even kills the Joker who's deserved to be killed a thousand times over. The next one is Cyborg Superman. Are these two stuck together? Yeah, two of them stuck together. This is Cyborg. 
Not the cyborg from the Titans. This is a different cyborg. A dead man who lives. When cyborg's human body perished, he found he had the ability to inhabit any machine. He's responsible for the death of millions. Awful. Then you have another maximum power card. And this one, uh, Hal Jordan in the form of Parallax is attacking Superman. With the Gaia crystals to sustain him, Parallax is virtually omnipotent. He wants to use his power to turn back time and right the perceived wrongs of the universe. Only Superman can stop him. Then the next one, we got... Oh, we got three more. We got Superboy. This is the Superboy who's presently on the Titans. The Titans team on the TV show, you got Superboy, Beast Boy, Nightwing, Starfire, Hawk, Dove, and is that it? I might be thinking, missing a couple, but he's on that team. He wears a leather jacket. He has all the powers of Superman, but he's also like... He's like a clone hybrid of Superman and Lex Luthor, I think, but I'm not sure. Then we got Azrael. Azrael, I know for a fact, is Engineer Nerd's favorite hero of all the times in space. He replaced Batman at one point when Batman was like, I believe this was after Engineer Nerd's favorite supervillain of all the time in space, Bane, broke the back of the bat. And in replacement, he found Azrael, who instead went crazy and started poking people with a sword. And then the final card, we have Ra's al Ghul. I like... I like Ra's al Ghul. I just saw that uh, the Mego Tops thing that's going on right now. They're putting out a uh, Ra's al Ghul figure and his head sculpt was really great. Ra's al Ghul. A super genius who sets himself above petty moral... A super genius who sets himself above petty mortal morals like good and evil. The world's best swordsman is a thousand years old and he plans to decimate the world's population. You know what? If you are a thousand years old, you should probably be the best at a lot of things like chess, thinking, swordsmanship... Karate, any kind of a skill that takes time and practice, you should be able to be the best. These cards are, they're kind of fun. I do think that they're pretty neat. The graphics on them are definitely attractive. I I like the little data on the back. They have they have some sort of a gaming element that I'm not sure of. It's kind of, some kind of low-rent Magic the Gathering. I never got into Magic. It did seem kind of fun, but it was also, it was also very clickish down at the comic store. The guys who were into Magic were like, they were on their own tip. They probably thought us guys were in the comics. We're on our own tip, too. They probably thought we were cliquish, which we were. But uh, big shout-out to Esqualito. These are fun cards. This is great. I appreciate you sending these my way. I've had a lot of fun opening these, and I've had a lot of fun sharing them with you. Let's move forward to this week in Japanese League Baseball. <laughs> This week in Japanese League Baseball. The Hiroshima Carp were down to their final out and needed four runs against one of the most dominant closers in the Central Division, Rydell Martinez of the Junuchi Dragons. With runners on first and second, they got a couple of RBI singles, and then young catcher Shogo Sakuru smacked a walk off three run homer into the right field stands at Mazda Zoom Zoom Stadium. That hit gave him enough to qualify for the batting title, and at the day's end, he was on top of the 332 average. The Carps won 8-7. The struggling SoftBank Hawks brought ace pitcher Kodai Senga to the mound against Satamu Saibu Lions import Zach Neal. It was the former who put on a clinic, throwing seven shutout innings and striking out six while his mates jumped all over Neal, tagging him for nine runs in under three innings of work. The Hawks only got two hits the rest of the way, but they did not need any more offense, so they pummeled the Lions 9-0. Both teams are presently in the bottom half of the standings. That is This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. 
only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe, E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's me. I am selling acid all around Eternia, and that fool Kaldor held it up to take a look, dropped it right on his face, burnt off his skin, and he was left with a yellow skeleton underneath. That guy is now known as Skeletor. We got a fun Mo2 to open up right here. Let me, uh... I'm reaching away from the mic and I apologize, but I have a box right here and we're gonna we're gonna cut right to it and pop open the uh, The cardboard with the with the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switchblade. Let's slice right into it We're running short on time. We went really long on those two previous segments. So hopefully Hopefully we can shave a few minutes here. I am slicing and dicing inside I've had this one for a week or so now and I, I've really been looking forward to getting into it so I I cannot wait even one more second. Let's see what we got inside. Ah, can you believe this? This box is full of packing peanuts. Who is the jerk who did that? Let's uh, let's take a look. This guy's name is Alan, and he comes from Arizona. Of course he comes from Arizona. Arizona is one of the worst states in the country. They're the awful, awful desert living trash. But uh, the figure that I have inside this is a figure that goes by the name of Ninjor. He is the evil ninja warrior. He's an assassin brought in by Skeletor to slice and dice He-Man. Let's find out. What do we know about Ninjor? Ninjor is a shinobi warrior in league with Skeletor. He wears a black veil over the head and torso shielding the whole face, apart from the eyes from view. The deadly martial artist is armed with a katana bow and nunchaku. As one of the final releases in the 1980s toy line, Ninjor is among the most obscure masters of the universe characters. Ninjor is one of the most evil beings of all the times. Big shout out to the Motu Wiki for supplying that information to us. That is an invaluable resource if you want to find out about uh, He-Man characters. Just go on the, line, on the online, type in Motu Wiki. You will certainly find it. Ninjor was originally, now this is the original OG Ninjor. He was released in 1987. He came with a, with a cloth hood, like a ninja mask that he uh, could pull over his body. Unlike a lot of the figures that came with plastic armor. He reused uh, Skeletor's upper body. So dude is massively jacked. They used some original legs for him. He came with a, with a sword, which was the exact same sword that Jitsu came with. He had a bow which was reused from the Eternia playset, and then he had an original piece, which was the uh, Nunchucks, which had a chain on him. This one, this was one that I really wanted, the Ninjor, when it came out. He came out in the wave. It was He-Man, Stratos, Hordak, Skeletor, Triclops, Ninjor, and I never, not never saw Ninjor on the shelf. I never saw Stratos on the shelf either. He's one that I would have bought, even though he's not one of my favorite characters. I do, I do think that he's pretty dope, but I never... I never, not, never saw him. I think there was one of those deals where, like, scalpers bought them all up. But then after a while, it turned out there wasn't, like, a giant demand like one would have thought. So you are able to find them on the eBay for pretty much, like, the prices that they went for. I think that I paid $16.99 with shipping, which was, like, $2.99, $3.99. So I got them for, like, I got them for, like, full retail, which isn't, which isn't really bad. Because sometimes when they, they scalp these figs, they go for, like, they go for, like, a lot more. But let's, uh... Let's bust into Ninjor right now. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be a little, little careless here. I've already, I've already kind of destroyed the cardboard. I don't, I don't, 
here. I'm not going to keep it. Let's, uh, let's see what we got inside. We, uh, let's see. We're going to have to get the Vidal Sassoon scissors. Where did I put those? Here they are. We're going to have to snip them out. Snippity snip. He has another snip around his feet. Then he's, um, he's inside of a tray on top of the card. Double plastic. Let's throw that into the uh, He-Man trash can. We'll recycle that later. Today's bin day. Gotta run the bins out, so we'll be sorting that in a minute when I do it. Let's see. Ooh, his head fell off. Let's pop his head back on. Um, the new Motus are, they're modular. You can, like, take all the pieces apart and rebuild them in different ways, which is cool, man. If you're into, like, customizing or kit bashing, I think would be more more accurate. You can definitely do that. He has a removable chest piece. It's not, it's not fabric, but it is like a shirt, so you can take that off if you so wish. He's very poseable. Let's get into his weapons here. Um, little baggie opens up right here. Pull these out. He has the bow, the attorney of bow, the nunchucks. The nunchucks have plastic chain, not um, not a metal chain like the originals, but still, that's cool. Let's see. We'll put his sword. His sword goes onto his back like he's Deadpool. He can hold onto his bow. Which is pretty cool. The way that he bends, you can actually like double hand his bow, so it looks like he's pulling it back, and that is definitely cool. Um, I, I think this figure is pretty fun, man. I gotta be honest with you, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked with the, uh, with the purchase. I like his head. I do wish that he had like a fabric hood that you could uh, release. The original Ninjor, when you take off his hood, he has a look very similar to a uh, Jitsu, the evil master of martial arts. I guess, I guess Mattel thinks they all look alike, which is totally racist, but. That's the way it was back in the day, and sadly, that's the way it is uh, still to this day, I suppose. we Hopefully, we can change some of that in the upcoming days, but uh, I wouldn't hold my breath. People seem stuck in their evil ways, but um, we're doing what we can. Uh, let's see. He he has a lot of articulation. He's a really fun figure. These new these mo new Motus, man, I think they're so great. I enjoy them so much. I have a good time every time I open one, because I feel... I feel like I'm getting, like, a vintage figure because they're so much like the originals, but they have extra articulation, which makes which makes them more fun, more poseable, more, uh... We're just cool to hang around with and play with. I like his sword. I like these nunchucks. He has, like, little areas on the back of his, um... On the back of his shirt. You can stick his... You can stick his sword right through here. Has a little slot for the sword, a little area for the, um... For the nunchucks. And then you can put the bow... And his hand, if he's doing some uh, Arashikage Dojo-style Zartan shooting at the Softmaster type uh, murder. He's cool, man. I really do like him. I never, not never, saw the original guy on the shelf. Let's see. There's a little instruction packet here. I wonder what this is for. Let's show you how to hide his stuff. Let's see. It shows all of his removable parts, which is, which is essentially all the parts. You can take them all apart. Remove and swap parts. You can put Skeletor's head on him and make Skeletor a ninja. You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. I do have, like, a spare Skeletor head here. And you could take any of the guys and make it seem like they're dressed up like ninjas. And that is, uh, that's pretty tight. He has a comic. It's called Sneak Attack. You see him attacking, uh, the castle and stealing this, um, this power staff. The, what is it called? I don't even know. I don't want to read this whole thing. But, uh, he sneaks in, he grabs it, and then he runs away. And a bunch of soldiers attack him. And Stratos comes in. Flies by, swipes the staff, and returns it to Prince Adam, who goes, You're a true ally, Stratos. Looks like there's a lot of different Stratoses. I didn't realize that Stratos was like was like the leader of an army of Hawkmen, like Lord Voltan. 
Lord Voltan sadly did some commercials for uh, Pootronics Food Cubes, and that really bummed me out. But um, nonetheless, I forgive him because Flash Gordon is great. As we talk right now, I'm playing with the uh, with the fig. Let's let's move forward. This was fun. Ninjor is great. If you see him on the shelf, definitely buy him. You're gonna have a lot of good times with him. He's gonna go right up there. I might put him near. The way I have my Motus displayed, I have like Castle Grayskull on one side. I have like three bookshelves all side by side, and the Motus are on the top. And I have one side has Castle Grayskull, and right now the bad guys are in control. Skeletor is on the throne, and then the uh, all the good guys are on the outside getting ready to come in. I might put Ninjor near the good guys. I have a lamp. I might put him near the lamp so it looks like he's spying down doing ninja stuff. I don't know. I'm going to have fun doing that, but uh, let's move Let's move forward. Uh, oh, check it out. We have a news report. We got a news report from World Famous News. Our guy, our gal, rather, got an interview with a Pooptronics representative about uh, food cubes. Let's listen to that. Then we're going to find out about some flea market stuff. It's going to be a hoot, dude. Hoot and a half. Two hoots. 2.5 hoots. Hello. This is Jill Shackwell for World's Famous News. I am here with Pooptronics media representation Malcolm Stillwater. Mr. Stillwater, thank you for being here. My first question is this. Why are food cubes causing people to go insane? Your answer please? I find that question to be the only insane thing going on. Food cubes are not doing anything to people except making them happy and fulfilled. Every day we sell food cubes all over the world and there has never been a customer complaint. Not one, ever. That is hard to believe. I have tried a small slice of cube and I did not like it. It also made me feel all weird. How do you explain that? It was sort of gross honestly. This interview is over, I have important things to do. Like what? Like what? Like selling food cubes to people and doing charity work down at the homeless shelter. The homeless love food cubes. I really doubt that they like them that much. Doubt what you want dearie. I couldn't care less. This interview is over, good day and goodbye. this week's flea market acquisitions wow that was a that was a hot interview shout out to a world's famous news man you guys are coming through week in and week out on this uh food cube stuff but as as you may know as you may not know we took a we took a weekend trip the other week we went to uh, reno nevada that's that's like a gambling town imagine like vallejo like vallejo california but with like casinos and stuff it's nice it's okay it's fine it's not it's not the greatest place in the world but the casinos are nice and we stayed at we stayed at the Pepper Mill, the Pepper Mill uh, Inn and Resort, and we mostly wanted to, like, chill and, like, swim in the pool and do stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not, like, a big gambler by any means. I'll, I'll play, like, video poker every once in a while, but, like, I'm just, like, I'm not onto that gambling tip at all. I never play table games. I'll drop, like, $5 at a time. It's just, like, it's not my bag, but they, they had a really good retro arcade in the, in the Pepper Mill. They had Spy Hunter, they had Punch-Out!, Galaga, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, they had all kinds of stuff, dude. Defender, you name it, all, all, all the classics. And they were like, they were like the real ones, not like multi-cades and stuff. And they were all set up for like 25 cent plays. So you could, you could have a really good time in, in the arcade for like not very much. So we, we spent a lot of time doing that. 
I played Punch Out, which is which is one of my like, all time favorite arcade games. I love it. Um, but uh, while we were there, we looked around. We saw that there was going to be a flea market on Sunday. It was in a uh, what do you call it? A drive-in theater lot. So we went to that, and it it's let me let me put it to like this. There's like there's like many different kinds of flea markets out and about in the world. You have like your upscale like antique markets, and these are the kind of places where like your American picker type dudes go and they bring like rusty uh trailer hitches and try to sell them to you for like 500 bucks as a home decor then you have like then you have like run-of-the-mill standard flea markets where people are like trying to empty their garages and you kind of combine that with like professional vendors and stuff and then you have like then you have like uh you know various like ethnic ones like we have like a mexican flea market over in sebastopol where you can find like fruits and products in different countries and things like that then you have what we found in reno which i kind of i kind of call like a desperation mart it's where like you can tell people are, are sort of on their last legs and they're selling the things they have in their home not because they need to get it out but because they need money but that's that's fine that's the kind of thing i expect to see when i'm in a when I'm in a town called Reno, but um, it was nice to be, like, inside of a different flea market. It was nice to be, like, inside of a drive-in. I haven't been to a drive-in in, like, forever. I don't think I've been to a drive-in since we left uh, Illinois back in um, 1983. So it was kind of cool to be in there, and the snack bar was open. So we got to go inside and see that, and I got to see the screen and all that stuff. But uh, there wasn't, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of things that I wanted at the flea market. We looked around. We looked at everything. It was, uh... It was really bombed out and depleted. The wife found uh, one of those plastic dinosaurs, those imperial dinosaurs from Hong Kong that she collects. I think it was a pleosaur. I forget. One of, one of those that stands upright on two legs. It has like a big fin on its head that I imagine it uses for like defense of some sort. She found that one. She got that for a couple dollars. I bought a Batgirl figure, a small Batgirl figure from the um from the animated show called The Batman that came out a few years ago. This is one that I've wanted for a while and I just... I've been waiting to see it on the flea market. I got that for a dollar. And then I got a pack of, uh, I got a pack of WCW cards that I'm going to open up next week on the show. But, uh, overall, it wasn't really that great, which was, which was kind of sad. But I do have to admit that I, I had a bit of a headache because we were up really late the night before playing Gauntlet. In the arcade, I was, uh, chugging, um, White Claws, which I don't normally do. I'm not a big alcoholic drink drinker, but we were chugging White Claws, playing Gauntlet. I was, I was the warrior. She was the elf. We dumped, like, 20 bucks into the game. We had a great time, to be honest. It was a lot of fun, but, uh, we got up early to go to the flea market the next day after going to bed at, like, 3 in the morning, and, like, my head was hurting. It was hot. It was barren. It was bombed out and completed. It was, it was just all whacked. The... The best thing I saw at the flea market was there was one guy who had some Motus and he had a, he had Rio Blast. Rio Blast is like, I think it's like a 1987, 1988 release. He's hard to find, very hard to find, but uh, he was missing like every accessory. He was missing an arm. He was missing everything. And I didn't even, I didn't even ask how much he wanted for it because I don't need like a one-armed figure. It's going to cost more to replace the, um, the various accessories and the various whatnots than it would be. To just go out and get a whole new Rio Blast. I'm hoping that, like, I'm hoping that they'll re-release him in the retro line. At some point, at some point they might do that. It feels like every wave they release, like, one obscure late series figure. And I figure that Rio Blast will be one of those toward the, uh, toward the future. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping when we were at the flea market that I would find, like, neat sort of, like, gambling memorabilia. Like, maybe, like, old Reno stuff, old Reno signs, like casino buckets remember when like you, the casinos would give out coins nowadays they give out receipts remember where like your your machine would feed out coins you'd have to carry like these buckets around with like the 
the names of the casino like all over it and stuff. I was hoping to find some of those. I I, I have a couple, and I I want one from like Circus Circus. And the different casinos that I stayed at when we were a kid. My, my parents and I would go to Reno, like, all the time. We generally stayed Circus Circus. Sometimes we would stay at the MGM. The MGM is one of my favorites. It has, like, it has, like, a big mall down in the basement. That's, like, the uh, the allure of the place. They have a casino. They have a mall. Everything is self-contained. That's kind of that's kind of how the Pepper Mill was where we stayed. Everything was self-contained. It had a pool, spas, restaurants, casinos, all that stuff that you would want all in one one building. The pool, man. The pool was fantastic. We only got to go in it for like a few hours one day, but they had they had three pools. One one was kind of like the main pool, and when you go to like a casino and stuff, you expect you expect a lot of sleaze. And there was one like sleazy pool with like chicks in bikinis and scummy guys with tattoos and like the alcohol's flowing and all that stuff. Then they had kind of like a more, like, family-oriented pool, which was the one that we went into. But there wasn't hardly anybody in our pool. They are more in the sleaze pool. But I, I was afraid of catching, like, chlamydia from inside there. Because it, it was, honestly, pretty nasty. But then there was, like, a third pool. And this was this was something I've never seen before. All three of the pools were heated, which was really great. Nothing beats a heated pool. There were saltwater pools heated. But they had, like, they had, like, a hot tub pool. It was about half the size of, like, a standard hotel pool. But it was, like, it was hot. Like, super hot. Like, bathtub hot. And I'm telling you, man, this was, like... This was like a Calgon take me away moment. I spent like so much time just kind of like floating in there, just like sitting in there and just letting the water wash over me. Man, that was that was really nice. The pool was like the main thing that I, I was into at the uh, at the hotel. They had a really sweet gym too. One day on the, on the morning after we went to the flea market, we went and we worked out because I didn't want to I didn't want to lose my pump, dude. Because you know how much I care about my peaks and my freaks. I didn't want to didn't want to lose that. So we we did hit the gym and man, it was um. It was absolutely beautiful. I'm not even kidding. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gym. Brand new equipment. Made me realize, made me realize how much my gym is a dump. But it's a charming dump. It's it, it's like a charming dump where it, only the hardest of the hardcore dedicated people go and, and pump iron. But this was, this was a beautiful gym. It was great. All the machines were new. The ceilings were like shiny and fancy. There were like TVs everywhere. They had free water. They had free towels. They had hot towels for when you're like... Need to wipe your face. They had attendants, like, taking your towels away. Like, you would, like, towel off your face because it's so hot. You sit your towel down. Somebody would walk over, take the towel, replace it with a new towel. Very, very upper crust. And you guys are not used to that upper crust stuff, but I, I think that I could. I think that I quickly could get adjusted to it. We had a we had a fun time. I realize this isn't all flea market talk, but I, I had to fit the vacation talk in there somewhere. But I, I would definitely recommend the Pepper Mill. If you want to, like, if you want to get away for a couple days and just, like, Max and relax and stuff. This is this is a nice place to do it. Everything's all contained in one. Oh, here's one like, here's one last feature that I thought was neat. Each of the rooms had like a, they had like a chrome stick in the TV, so you could like attach your uh, phone to your TV really quick. So we were able to like after we were done everything, we were able to come up and watch a uh, watch a couple Netflix before we went to sleep. So that was that was cool too. But uh, let's let's move forward in the show. We're getting near the final segment. Man, we are up on the time. I'm just blathering on and on. And on to the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. To the break of dawn. Problems will be solved. To the break of dawn. Everybody knows. To the break of dawn. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. This is World's Famous with your host, Isi Robots. 
Yes, indeed, it is that. This is uh, World's Famous with your host, Icy Robots. You know, man, I think we're getting ready to take it home. I think we've had a, I think we've had a really good time. I think everything has been fun. I think we've all been together. We've shared some stuff. But uh, before we get too far into this, let's, um, looks like my dog, Ursa. She's sitting on the couch over there. Ursa, knock it off. She's scratching herself. I don't know if you can hear that, but I think that you can, uh, I think you can hear her walking out right now. But let's, um, let's pull the, uh, for some reason, if she's in the room, when I'm doing this, she'll always start, like, scratching or jumping or doing whatever. But if Dr. Jones is in here, she doesn't even wake up. She doesn't even care. I think maybe Ursa thinks that I'm talking to her, so she's responding. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was rude to say knock it off. But you know what? If there was a person in here, if I was in here right now and, like, 2.0 started, like, scratching herself horribly, making a lot of noise when I was doing this, I would say 2.0. Knock it off. And that's just the way it is, man. I, I gotta... I gotta keep it real. Let's pull our animal card of the week. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and yank one right here off the top. This week we have the power of the elk. The power of the elk says, stand tall and maintain your dignity no matter what, and others will treat you with the respect that you deserve. You know what? I find this to be very, very, very much true. If you carry yourself in a dignified manner, if you walk with your head up, you have your shoulders, like, out, and you look proud and happy. People tend to treat you like how you, uh, look, man. If you look like you're a happy guy, if you look like you have pride in yourself, people will treat you the same way, man. I think that, like, back in the day, back in, like, junior high, I had a problem with bullies. And I think that, like, after a while, like, the bullies start bullying you, and you kind of you keep your head down, you try to not get noticed. And the more you do that, the more you attract them. If you just, like, if you just, like, stand tall, like, what, dude? You got a problem with me? What? I feel like you're going to have a lot better chance to make it through life. So let's uh, let's all respect the power of the elk this week and try to do our best to maintain some personal self-pride and some personal self-dignity. Let's also do this. I, I've i been trying lately to, like, eat, um, to eat clean. Like, just, like, stick to whole foods, things that involve ingredients as, as opposed to, like, you know, processed foods or whatever and fast foods and stuff. It's kind of hard. We were on a trip, so it did sort of become a little difficult, but I did do my best to maintain that. But I think that, like, as far as I go, the thing that has helped me the most in my diet is that I have cut chips out of my life. I love chips. I love Lay's potato chips. I love tortilla chips. I love Doritos. I love Fritos. I love those chili cheese Fritos. I love them a lot. But I realize there's a lot, a lot, a lot of calories in these chips. And these calories really do add up because you tend to eat them at night. Like you're sitting there, you're watching a What If on Disney Plus, and you're just like macking away on Lay's, having a good time. And then you go to sleep. Those calories sit in your body all night and they just turn into blub. They turn into fat. They turn into all that gross stuff. So I I want you guys, this next week, this next seven-day period, do your best to identify what is a bad food habit that you have. Do you eat too much candy? Do you like chocolate? Do you like ice cream? Do you like chips? Do you like whatever? Try to find what this one thing is that might be adding unnecessary calories to your life. Find out what it is and try to cut it out for one week. If you cut it out for just one week, the second week becomes so much easier. I'm telling you, like, I was addicted to Lay's. Like, I was addicted. I couldn't help myself. But after one week, the first week, it was hard. The second week, easier. Third week, even easier. Now, I haven't eaten the Lay's in forever, and I don't know if I ever will again. I'm sure I will. If I went out to, like, Saks and I got myself a good uh, good wiener, I'm sure I would eat the, the chips with the wiener. But, like, you know, there's a big difference 
with like eating something in your house as like an obsessive snack as opposed to like going out for a special treat and eating it on the the treat situation so try to try to this upcoming week find something that you overindulge in and do your best not to indulge in it i'm talking to all you guys out there you think i'm not talking to you but i'm talking right to you right now I'm in your ear. I'm talking to you. You're going to indulge less this upcoming week, and you're going to feel all the better for it. You know, I, I've been um, I've been hanging and clanging for a little bit now, and I'm starting to get some changes in my body, in my physique. And you know what? When I look in the mirror, it feels good. It feels good to see myself looking a little bit more fit. And I feel like every time I do that, all the work, all the uh, cutting out of the chips, all the cutting out of the ice cream, all the all the all these things are like they're they're worth it. At first they don't seem worth it, but once you start seeing changes, once you start feeling a little better, it's worth it, man. So for this one week, let's take it one week at a time. No chips, no ice cream, no whatever it is that you love that much. Okay, we're gonna do it together. We're all in it together. We're gonna try. We're gonna do our best. I. I will cut out, let's see, I've already cut out chips. I don't really eat as much ice cream. I'll find something. I'll find something that I eat too much of, and I will cut it out. If you feel like you really need, like, a substitute snack, you need something to, like, fill in for these chips or whatever, try peanuts. Peanuts are, like, high in magnesium, which is really good for your brain, good for your body. They're high in protein. They do have a lot of calories, but they're also very rich in fiber, so the calories tend to just go right in and out of your body. So change to peanuts for the week. Try some peanuts. Go get your, uh, yourself like a Mr. Peanuts dry roasted or whatever. Try that. Eat some edamame. You can find like usually frozen bags of edamame over at the Safeway. Eat those instead. Very high in protein, very low in fat, very good for you, and also very satisfying. So until we meet again, this is me, Icy Robots, have the power of the elk, lay off on the treats. This is me, Icy Robots, saying if you don't like the news, go out there and make some of your own. And you know I got to have that. Programming. Consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.